0: Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. With energy prices breaking record after record as a result of the war in Ukraine, the EU is now rushing to intervene in its energy market, drafting an emergency plan to tackle the issue amid pressure from member states. This marks a significant shift in approach from the European Union, as countries that had originally pushed back on proposals by Greece and other Southern European countries for a price ceiling on natural gas and the decoupling of gas prices from electricity rates are now leading efforts for an immediate intervention. Effie Koutsokosta, the EU correspondent for Euronews and Sky TV, joins me from Brussels with the latest analysis. Effie, welcome to The Greek Current. It's great to have you with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Effie, the EU is drafting an emergency plan to tackle the issue of skyrocketing energy prices. What do we know so far about these plans?
1: Yes, Thanos. Actually, all EU governments are now realizing that they cannot tackle this issue just with national measures, as the whole European economy battles social cohesion may be put at risk. So the EU Commission set the tone for an emergency intervention and a structural reform of the EU electricity market, which means that it's working on two packages. The first one is about short-term measures to mitigate high energy prices, which are going to be decided and implemented within weeks, while the longer-term proposal to change the way electricity is priced is expected beginning of next year. So all proposals on the table are about setting a cap on gas price. So far, what we know... We have on the table is a Greek proposal which includes, among others, a mechanism for recovering the excessive profits from energy companies, which is in place for two months in Greece. There is the Italian proposal which calls for a limit on the price of gas imports from Russia, but there is a lot of scepticism against this idea because of fears that Russia would retaliate and stop completely the gas flows to Europe. So there is also the Spanish model, the so-called Iberian exception, that sets a cap on the price of gas used for the production of electricity. Then, of course, there is the big question. Who is going to pay for all this? Is it the state? Is it a new fund that can be created? Or the energy companies will finally give part of their excessive profits? This is also something to be decided.
0: For months, Greece and other southern European countries have been calling for a price ceiling on natural gas and the decoupling of gas prices from electricity rates. But their calls have fallen on deaf ears. Is this mood shift primarily in Europe's north, you know, too little, too late now?
1: You know, I I would say better late than never. But it is obvious that many member states, mainly from the north, didn't realize on time that this is not business as usual. This is not a temporary crisis and the impact can be long if they don't take radical steps, radical for them. Most of them thought they could move forward with national measures, but the bills are enormous for the governments. And, you know, your countries have spent already 280 billion euros to support consumers. And the winter is still ahead. We heard the industry minister of the Czech Republic admitting that the market has got out of control to a certain extent. So at least we see more and more leaders from the north, from Scandinavian countries and others moving towards the positions of the south. I would say they see that this is unavoidable as we enter into uncharted waters. The past orthodoxies of not intervening into the market cannot work in this time of crisis. And the problem with allowing the market mechanism to work could be that if it happened, it could cause immense hardship for the citizens. So this also could lead to social turmoil and political instability that no leader wants to even think about. So, on the other hand, the concerns from the pro-market politicians or analysts are quite justified at some extent because of the role of the market here. And markets can be unpredictable, and we Greeks, we know it very well. We know that they can be unpredictable when reacting and uh, further damage could be done. The biggest concern is that whether a price cap can lead actually to insufficient supplies of gas or not. The analysts are warning that despite the fact the EU has managed to reach the target of gas storage at 80%, it can still fall short of fuels by March if they don't cut demand.
0: Effie, next week's emergency summit of EU ministers is going to discuss reforms to the European energy market. What are some of the key weaknesses in the market today and you know, is there a clear vision for how this reformed market will operate?
1: Yeah, the the market, the system of how the European electricity market works is actually old. The system uh, was set 20 years ago and the conditions, as we all see, have changed a lot. So we have to know that most of the price that electricity companies pay is set by financial market. So electricity producers are paid the same price despite having different expenditures. So gas power stations are much more expensive to run than renewables and therefore tend to set the market price. So given the dependence of the EU on Russian gas, despite the efforts to completely disconnect, this allows Putin now to weaponize gas and put pressure on the EU with pricing as a retaliation against EU sanctions. And while, as we said, some European leaders thought the energy crisis would be short-lived, now they see that prices will likely stay elevated for several years. So what is more likely to be discussed is how to change this pricing of electricity, to decouple gas price from setting the electricity price and take into consideration other energy sources.
0: As you mentioned earlier, EU states have already spent an astronomical amount of money to subsidize energy costs across the continent, and Greece has topped the EU list for energy subsidies, having spent 6.8 billion euros, according to Brugel. But as Prime Minister Mitsotakis warned this week, these funds are not infinite. What are the key priorities for countries like Greece heading into these discussions?
1: Yes, Greece, along with Italy, Spain, Portugal and Belgium, were calling for decoupling the gas price setting from electricity price since months, I think since October. So my guess is that they want to lead these discussions. That's why the proposals we've seen so far are mainly coming from these countries. The Greek energy minister already sent a letter to the rest 26 EU ministers outlining his proposal for a mechanism, as I said before, for recovering excessive profits from energy companies that could go to support the most vulnerable households. He also described his proposal for the longer-term reform and the price setting And I assume that Greece will also come back to the proposal submitted by the Prime Minister back in July with a combination of measures, including an EU-wide mechanism that would compensate industries for cutting their gas and electricity consumption this year. But as I said before, I think that Greece, along with the other countries of the South, want to lead these talks and want to show... And it is a moment for them to say for the first time that we are here for you, And we've said so before.
0: Effie, as Europe scrambles to address the skyrocketing energy prices, on Wednesday we saw Russia completely halt gas supplies to Europe via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. Is this a cause for immediate concern? And does it add a sense of urgency to Europe's plans to reform its energy market?
1: Uh, Yeah, it certainly is a major source of concern for Europe, as still Vladimir Putin plays with Europe's energy security. And nobody knows what he will do next. He's quite unpredictable. So that's why we heard the German Chancellor today reassuring everyone publicly that the EU will take decisions faster than usual. That's why also the French finance minister said that he expects, he expects this decoupling uh, between the gas and electricity prices to be much faster, uh, despite the fact that the structural reform of the European energy market will take several months or even years. You know, it's not only the energy crisis, it's not only Russia's invasion to Ukraine, it's an economic war here. The energy prices leads to rising inflation. It leads to a cost-of-living crisis, which could likely lead to political crisis all over Europe. And this is the biggest fear. And the key is for Europe to stay united. It's not a coincidence that today that Russia halted gas supplies to Europe via Nord Stream 1, Hungary agreed with Gazprom to buy additional 5.8 cubic meters of natural gas daily in September and October, above the amount stipulated in the long-term contract. And this is something that Brussels should not ignore either. The unity, how, uh, how Europe can stay united in this very, very difficult time.
0: Effie, Germany's policy to rely on Russian gas in the past has come under scrutiny in the last months. Are we seeing a blame game going around in Europe at the moment or are Europeans coming together, united to meet these challenges?
1: Yeah, I think there is this criticism all over Europe from many countries, especially from countries of the South, from Italy, from Spain. But in the end, everybody can see the urgency of the situation, the urgency of what we're living through. So it's not, I think, for uh, anybody a time for really uh, accusing the other They just want to stay united, to take decisions, even hard decisions, and really go through together because they see that the enemy is outside Europe. It's Russia, it's Vladimir Putin that really relies on that. He thinks that uh, liberal democracies are weak. So what he wants is to put pressure with economy, with gas, with energy, in order to split Europe, in order to expose it to the outside world. So no leader wants this to happen. Nobody wants really to allow Putin to decide for uh, Europe's faith.
0: Effie, thanks for joining us on The Greek Current.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Thanos.
0: In other news, Greece has struck a complex deal for the eventual return from a U.S. billionaire's private collection of 161 top-quality ancient Greek artifacts dating from more than 4,000 years ago, marking a new approach in the country's efforts to reclaim its cultural heritage. Government spokesman Yanis Ekonomou said Tuesday that Greece's parliament will vote on draft legislation to ratify the agreement, which involves New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art, a top Greek museum, and a Delaware-based cultural institute. The deal will recognize Greece's ownership of the artifacts. The works will first be exhibited at the Museum of Cycladic Art in Athens, and subsequently at the Metropolitan Museum. Finally, Turkish President Erdogan revisited Ankara's claim that Greek S-300 surface-to-air missiles stationed on Crete locked on a Turkish aircraft west of Rhodes on Sunday, accusing Greece of a quote-unquote hostile act. Athens has vehemently denied Turkey's allegation, with Greek military sources assuring that the S-300 did not lock onto Turkish F-16 fighter jets. However, Erdogan reiterated the claims on Tuesday evening. Following up on those comments, Erdogan said on Wednesday that those who sow unrest in the Aegean at every opportunity with their harassment and rudeness are only pawns, adding to a series of comments that have fueled tension with Greece. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.